our scriptural text. I know you're sitting there wondering, oh, here we go again. But you need a copy of the bulletin to follow along with the lesson this morning because found this wonderful article and it's how eagles pick mates. How eagles pick mates. I figured since we include these wonderful articles of reading in the bulletins every week and you don't read them half of the time, I figure I preach about it today. I figure one way or another, you're going to read this one. You're going to read this one. I think this can be beneficial to many people. So good to have Brother Zion Scott and his dad, Carl Scott, in the audience this morning. Always good to see uh, kin folks. From my startup days. Startup days, boy. I tell you, boy, me and Carl, boy, we, 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 we share some stories, boy. We share some stories, boy. But God is good. And God is still blessing us both. In 1 Corinthians chapter 7, the Bible said, Now concerning the things whereof you wrote unto me, it is good for a man not to touch a woman. Anybody don't understand that? Let me translate it. Upper persuasion leads to lower invasion. (laughs) Keep your hands to yourself. Because you can stir up some feelings and emotions and hormones that you can't handle. Nevertheless, to avoid fornication, let every man have his own wife and let every woman have her own husband. Verse number two explains it. Nevertheless, to avoid what? Don't get yourself caught up in the trick bag. Let every man have his own wife and every woman have her own husband. Didn't say own partner. Own side piece. Own spare rib. It says have his own wife. And let every woman have her own husband. Whether you believe it or not, or whether you consider yourself so caught up in the political correctness of our society, let me tell you, husband and wife, those two words still carry meanings. And, And I don't care about your political correctness and all your movements and everything. Husband mean husband and wife mean wife. Let the husband render unto the wife due benevolence, and likewise also the wife unto the husband. What I really want to focus on is at this time of the year, springtime, summertime, getting hot. And folks have a tendency of advertising a lot of stuff during this time of the year that they normally can't advertise during the wintertime. Y'all know what I'm talking about. How you dress. How you dress. And, and this time of the year tend to be a time of the year when guys going to holler at women more. And now women are hollering at guys even more. And it's simply because of the dress attire and the things that they see or the lack of things they see women dress in their apparel to get attention. But... 
As the Bible say, you know, there are some things you need to avoid, fornication in particularly, and you need to make sure you don't get yourself entangled in the emotional and the physical aspects unless it's your wife or it's your husband. And this article in the bulletin, How Eagles Pick Mates, I believe there, there's something we as humans should be able to learn from this article. And I think about Genesis when God gave Adam the, 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 the will to name the animals and all this stuff. And God made man supreme over all of the animals and everything. But it just seems like when I read certain articles, this one in particular, sometimes it seems like some animals got more sense than us. Let's read the article. The female eagle has a unique way of choosing her mate. Both men and women can learn from the process the female eagle put the male eagle through to see if he is qualified to mate her. To see if he is qualified. Even eagles have standards. One of the key lessons you will discover, ladies, is that an eagle never settle no matter what. Haven't you heard that preach here before? You set your standards and you don't lower them. You don't give in. I don't care how long suffering you have to be. You know what? Once you lower your standard, all kind of garbage is going to flow up. All kind of waste going to go. And then you're going to be frowning and wondering, why in the world, why, is, why are these type guys approaching me? Well, when you open the gate, it floods. Eagles never settle, no matter what. One of the essential teachings a man can learn from this story is that a man must be prepared to pursue what he wants and be willing to prove he is worthy and qualify for the pursuit. Let me tell you something. You got to have your stuff together, brothers. And see, sisters, that's why it is a shame. That's why you don't lower your standards. You don't lower your standards to make it any easier for him to pursue you. If he truly wants to win you as his treasure, as his prize, you know what? He'll do whatever he has to do. What is it, Genesis, over in Genesis 29, I think somewhere over there, Jacob loved Rachel. And to what extent was he willing to go? First he said, I'll I'll work, I'll serve you seven years for your daughter. And the Bible said the seven years went by as days, as nothing. Why? Because his affection, his eyes beheld this woman he loved. And then, of course, Rachel's daddy was an old shyster. 
he tried to pawn off his other daughter, but Jacob said, oh, no, 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 no. And the daddy said, you give me seven more years. And I give you Rachel. And, and, and Jacob said, and what's the problem? I'll easily give you seven more years. Fourteen years, folks. To win the love of his life. To gain the love of his life. And what sisters are you willing to put a guy through? Huh? What are you willing to put a guy through before you laying up with him? Let's be real. Can we be real? Can we be real? You should already know. In nine cases out of ten. You already know. What he wants. You've heard it preached here. You've heard it taught here. And you ain't got to hear him. The word is on the street everywhere. <laughs> he just want to have sex. Can we be real tonight? <laughs> Ladies, you need to put him through something. You need to put him through the test. And the test is a respectful and legitimate test. To know whether or not you're wasting your time or you need to move on. Let's go back to the article. She does not settle for the first male eagle who tries to get her attention. She does not settle because every other female eagle knows. Every, every other female eagle she knows has a mate. She practices self-control and, and wait while going through the process. Self-control, patience. Self-control, patience. If, 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 if an eagle practices that, how much more should we? Many male eagles will try to impress her. She will take her time and evaluate them over a period of time. Make her decision based on her instincts and chooses a male eagle to fly with for a while. This is equivalent to dating. Just because someone takes you out on a date does not mean he or she is the right one for you. Can you all say amen? amen. The reason for dating is to see if this person is right for you. It's the right fit for you. The female ego does not allow herself to become, here's the key, emotionally connected to the male ego. But rather stick with her plan without any distractions. Oh, man. What can we learn from an ego? So much. So much. Ladies, you can't, you can't present yourself desperate. Amen. You can't present yourself as they say on the street, hard up. Mm. You got to be patient. If it's meant for you, it's coming. Amen. See, the eagle relies on his instinct, but we have something even greater than instinct. We got the Holy Spirit. We got the Word of God. Amen. 
we got some home training many of us can fall back on. We got some wise counsel that people have presented our way and told us to listen to and to take heed to. Oh, we got more than what the ego has to depend on. But it seemed like the ego got a bulletproof plan right here. <laughs> Goes on to say, her focus is to make sure he fits the profile she has in mind. She, she does not have the time to be fooling around with male eagles that do not have character nor values. What? What? The male eagle she chooses would be her mate for the rest of her life. Mm. She would not mate with another male eagle unless her mate dies. It is important to her not to rush the process. If you learn to take your emotion out of the initial dating phase and focus on the knowing and focus on the knowing phase, you will be fine. Relationships are too important and yet complicated to be rushed into because it takes time to get to know someone. I don't know. I, many of y'all might not know this, but there's an old song this guy named Percy Sledge made. And the name of the song, It Takes Time to Know Her. Google that after service. Google that after service. Some old school. Some old school counsel. And it's a true song. It's a true song. Y'all Google that. I just want to throw that in there for free. Let me read this again. If you learn to take your emotion out of the initial dating phase and focus on the knowing phase, you will be fine. Relationships are too important and yet complicated to be rushed into because it takes time to get to know someone. Remember to put logic before emotions and allow the spirit of God to lead you. The female eagle will fly with the male eagle for a while and if she likes the way he flies, she will put him through a series of tests. Have mercy. You know, that's like, hey, can I take you out? Now, now if, if his first stop is, you know what? Let me, let, me, let me take you by the gas station to pick you up a sausage and biscuit. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure you're not going to like the way he fly. He roll. But if he say, hey, can I take you out to get a bite to eat? And maybe you go to Applebee's or some, some other, you know, come on, you know, not a gas station. You might say, hey, I, I can live with that. I can live with that for now. For now. So the eagle, she will fly with him for a while to watch him strut his stuff, to take note. And when you are dating or being pursued as a love interest and you are pleased and impressed 
with the way they are treating you, then you can move to what we call the relationship appraisal process, the wrap. This is where you ask the critical questions as it pertains to their intention of a relationship with you. And folks, it got to be more than sex. It should be for more than sex. So what are your plans? What, what are your intentions? What, where, where do you, where, what could you possibly see us, you know, down the road, this and that? And all he's thinking about is having sex with you. Y'all laughing. But that's all, that's all some guy thinking about. I just want to have sex with you. And then, to be honest, I'm going to go on about my business. I'm going to be just like a dog. Might leave you with a litter of puppies, but, you know, that's your problem. Amen, Walls. Amen, Walls. This is similar to what the female ego does. If the female ego does not see the male ego as a potential mate, they do not initiate the test, but rather move on to the next male ego trying to find a better fit. In other words, stop answering the phone. Stop responding to his text messages. And, and let me say this. There's some crazy men out there. And, and, I'm, and I'm speaking this from this perspective because there's so much murder going on in our society now. And I keep preaching this when a man said, I'm going to love you to death and if nobody else can't have you, if I can't have you, nobody else can. He mean it. In 2021, 2021, he means it. And rest assured, he will kill you. He will kill you. If you don't believe me, in the morning when you turn on the news, listen to the headlines. Listen to the headlines. A few key tests a male ego must pass. Oh, I love this. I love this. Test number one. The female ego picks up a piece of stick and flies high with it. At some point, she will drop the stick to see if the male ego can catch it. He is not qualified to be with her just by good looks. Just by good looks he has, he has to do some work. The male ego has to show his proficiency in these tests. And if he passes the first test, she moves to the next. Oh, man. We're talking about eagles. Eagles. Test number two. The female ego finds a larger stick and flies with it much higher the second time around. Each time the male catches the stick, she continues with the next process. Some of you say yes to a man just because he is a Christian. Christians wear Prada too, huh? 
A man can be good to you and not necessarily good for you. A woman can be good to you and not good for you. If the man is not in a position to marry, he should not be pursuing a serious relationship. Mm -hmm. Well, let's move on to test number three. Again, the female eagle picks up a larger piece of stick and even flies higher and drops it. See, keep in mind, eagles don't just fly like regular birds. They soar. Eagles don't fly low. They soar high. So this eagle, this female is going higher and higher and higher. And this joker got to catch this stick. He got to catch this stick. If he wants her that bad, he must be willing to prove himself. So guess what? Not only do we have to keep being put through the test, but he got to keep flying higher. He got to keep diving lower. He got to work for this, folks. He got to work for this. Unlike leaving a joke at home playing video games. And sending you off to work. If he wants her that bad, he must be willing to prove himself. If the male ego drops the stick, he is automatically disqualified. There are no second or third chances. Mm. Are we learning anything? Mm, would you tell me the truth if you were? Mm-hmm. Test number four. She then finds the largest stick that she can carry. And at this point, the stick is the size of a small log. She can then, she can still fly very high with this large stick. At any time in the process, if the male fails to kiss the stick, she flies away from him as her signal that the test is now over and she begins her search all over again. Her character and integrity will not allow her to settle. And she will not compromise her reputation for love. She will not lower her standard to fit the male eagle. Some of you are doing just that in your pursuit of love. Now you ask the question, what's the importance of dropping the stick? The importance of dropping the stick is this. When she mate with this eagle and the eggs hatch, there will come a time for the eaglet to leave the nest. And the the eaglets don't always voluntarily want to leave. (laughs) So eagles build their nest way up, way up. And so when the mama pushed the eaglet out, she got to have faith in the male eagle to catch it in the event it doesn't start flying. She has to build some trust 
She had to build some confidence. She had to build some faith in this male evil. Because if he was dropping the stick, That's right. he got to kill that baby. That's right. And that's not what she's going through all this for, just to have a dead baby. Her goal is for her eaglet to survive. And after she pushes it out the nest, and it can't get itself going. The father, the male eagle, is supposed to come to its rescue. But what does that sound like? Sound like the advice fathers try to give their daughters. That, hey, don't go out there and fall on your face. Listen to my advice. I'll try to help you. But if you don't receive my help, you're going to hurt yourself. Amen, somebody. Amen. So some of you will wonder, well, what sense does it make that our ego got to go through all of that just to impress her? It wasn't just to impress her. It's about survival. It's about survival. If every female ego made it with an ego who can't catch the stick, they're going to perish because the eaglets would keep dying. They would keep dropping and dying. And if you ladies keep going out there mating with these. <laughs> the church is going to struggle. The church is going to survive. Oh, but you're going to cause more hardships mm -hmm. than necessary. Amen. What can we learn from an eagle? I believe there's so much to learn from this. Because the truth of it is, many of us, we, we don't want to admit and address what's really going on in our society. This thing called fornication is real, folks. It's real. And you know what? I truly believe most of the time when folks get caught up in it, they didn't, they didn't have no intent. But that's why you have words of warning. Don't be touching. You don't read anything about these Two eagles sharing a nest, too. Until after he catches the stick. What? No different. You shouldn't be hugging and kitchen, kissing and smooching and everything until you're ready to say, I do. Amen. Can we be real? When are we going to wake up and stop acting like we're, we're, we're dumb to the fact of what causes these problems? You, you tell your sons and your daughters, well, you know how far to go. I'm going to tell you how far to go. Paul said how far to go. Mm -hmm. Don't touch it. Mm -hmm. 
So, Brother May, you're saying, you know, that we, we shouldn't be able to kiss and this and that. I'm telling you what the Bible says. Amen. See, you think you know yourself. But the Word of God knows you better than you. Now, you, you can play around if you want to. Ask somebody in here, where did that one kiss end up with them? Huh? Just like an alcoholic, where did that one drink lead them to? This thing, this sexual stuff is real, folks. It's real. Now, some of you older folks, you might not want to hear, but at least try to help the younger girls coming along. Amen. Amen. We got to stop the cycle somewhere. Somewhere along the course of the journey, we got to stop the cycle. And stop acting like this is just the way it is. No, I'm not going to accept that. And as a Christian and as a member of the Church of Christ, you shouldn't accept that crap either. Amen. Amen. Sick and tired of hearing folks acting like, well, we just don't have a choice. We have a choice. We have a choice to teach the truth, stand up for the truth, and enforce it. Amen. Can't be walking around as if we're some hopeless people. Amen. Well, brother, man, folks gonna do what they want to do. That's true. That's true. But that's no reason for us to stop standing on the truth. Amen. That's no reason for us to stop preaching it, to stop teaching it, and stop calling people out. Amen. Amen. This thing called sex. You you look at it in the Bible. The Bible have examples, man, and all of these examples about fornication, sex outside of marriage, it has destroyed me. Mm -hmm. It has destroyed people. Amen. And then we want to talk about, well, I know how far to go. Then commercials tell you, wrap it up. Mm -hmm. The Bible tells you, practice safe sex. What is safe sex? Help me out. What is safe sex? No. But that ain't what the world teaches. The world says safe sex, make sure you got a condom on. Make, make sure she took her pill. Make sure she got her implant. Make sure you went and got fixed or whatever. Have safe sex. Man, let me tell you, the only safe sex is abstinence. Outside of marriage. The only real definition of safe sex is in marriage. Outside of marriage, there is no such thing as safe sex. Somebody in their worldly wisdom came up with that, that slogan and, oh, man, that sounds good. That's foolishness. That's absolutely foolishness in comparison to what the Word of God teaches. Right. All through the Bible, it tells you to what? Flee what? Flee fornication. Why does it tell you to run? Why does it tell you to run? <laughs> Normally, you run from something you're afraid of, right? Mm -hmm. It's telling you, you better be. Mm -hmm. You better be. You find yourself like that man in Proverbs. Mm -hmm. 
When, when the woman said, a good man is gone. And he took a big bag of money. He'll be gone for a while. So she hit the streets. And she came upon this naive man. She said, oh, come lay with me. My bed is made. It has the alloy. It's perfumed and everything. And the Bible said, you know what? While he stood there gazing at her, he said, don't look in the eyes. And before he knew it, she kissed him. It's over, folks. It's over. Y'all dated at one time, point in time. Yeah, but you remember maybe one time you kissed somebody made it easier that week. You ain't got to admit it, I know. Sit here and lie if you want to. Boy, let me tell you, your defense mechanism is gone. And what normally happens after you start kissing? You start hugging and rubbing. What do you think the hugging and rubbing is causing? Stimulation, right? Now, and now don't y'all get offended by me going here. And most men, you know what? He ain't just going to sit there and just rub her shoulder. Sister <laughs> <laughs> so, so Jackson, he ain't just going to rub her shoulder. He's going to rub her breast. Which does what? Brings about stimulation. And she's going to become what? Aroused. And he's going to feel that she's becoming aroused. So he's gonna go from the brass and on down, right? And she's gonna become what? Aroused. And he's gonna know she's even that much aroused. And now he's even that much aroused. And then all of a sudden, this brain up here, all of the messages are diverted. All of the thinking and the the wisdom that you should be following is cut off. There's a cut off of blood supply to the brain. So now he's thinking with this. All communications up here are gone. She may say, oh, I don't want to do it. Oh, you know. Oh, oh, oh. He don't know what to say. But they're still rubbing. Right. They're still touching. This is why Paul said, don't touch. Don't, don't touch. Because see, you can ignite a fire you ain't ready to extinguish. It's real. It's real. And folks talk about something. Well, I, I just don't think you should be talking about stuff like that. Have you read the Bible? <laughs> Why do you think so many people have walked out of marriages? Because the, the true basis why they jumped up and got married was lust. Amen. It wasn't love, it was lust. Amen. They were stimulated, they were, they, they, they were caught up in a moment, and they thought, oh, we love each other so. Mm -hmm. Then that feeling left. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He rolled over one day, or she rolled over one day and said, mm -hmm. I did it. 
never really loved you anyway. <laughs> that ain't God's fault. Amen. That is not God's fault. I'm saying we 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 got we got to say we got to cut it off. We got to we got to fix this thing somewhere. Amen. We got to fix it somewhere. All of this stuff, it brings you to pardon. Mm. Amen. Mm. Amen. Put our young ladies in pardon. Amen. 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 Boy, young men, young men, young men. Boy, you, you, want, you want a life of harassment. <laughs> <laughs> that woman can that woman will mess with you the rest of your life. Amen. Amen. <laughs> you can repent, get your life right here every day. That mm -hmm. don't mean she's going away. Yeah. Yeah. That don't mean she's going away. She can trouble you the rest of your life. Amen. When all you have to do in the beginning, guess what? Adhere to what the word of God says. Because the truth of the matter is, if you really love her, you're a respecter. You're a respecter. Even in her time of weakness, when she wants to give in, you know what? You're going to respect her. Because you know what's right. We got to stop this cycle somewhere. Amen. We're going to do it at Locust Grove. Amen. I can't speak for other congregations. We're going to stop it here. Right. We're going to stop it here. Yeah. And we're going to hold parents accountable. Amen. Mm -hmm. And parents, you need to hold your children accountable. Amen. Because the church should not be a reflection of a worldly daycare. Mm. The church should be a reflection of where people come to be different and accepted by God. Amen. When the people in the world see the same thing up in the Lord's church, then what they see in uh, they see going on in the world, what's the benefit of them coming to the church? There's supposed to be a difference in how we live. Amen. We're going to stop it. And I believe the word of God is able to do it. Amen. We're not in the business of making anybody do anything. Because Jesus never made anybody do anything. When I said we're going to stop it, we're going to stop it through teaching. We're going to stop it through love. We're going to stop it through mentoring. We're going to stop it through doing what the word of God commands us to do. That we may present this congregation unto the Lord without spot, blemish, or any other tarnish, marks. Because we're not going to heaven any otherwise. Amen. Ephesians chapter 5, it said that that's the way the church should be presented. 
And how is it going to be presented under God in that manner if we don't clean it up down here? Amen. So I just wanted to share that story with you today. It may not have tickled your fanny today. <laughs> but I believe if God gave eagles that much sense, Lord, help us. Amen. Who was made in his image. It's not that we don't know. We just got to deny ourselves. That, that, That thing called passion. Is real folks. It's real. And if you're not careful. That passion can turn into a rage. God knew exactly what he was doing. You young ladies, Alex, Hannah, Hannah, Hannah getting ready to go out to college. And I tell, I keep telling Hannah, stay true to the church. Amen. Stay true. I'm not picking on you, Hannah. It's because I love you. Because, see, you ain't experienced no peer pressure yet. All the girls in the dorm going to be walking around. You can see the pawns on their butt. They're going to be half naked and everything. And you're going to start questioning yourself. Why am I wearing these long shorts? Everybody else down here naked. Breasts hanging out. Girls going to decide, hey, I'm away from home. I'm going to go get tatted up. Hey, you want to go with us? You're going to be asked. You're going to be asked. And then they're going to wonder, why you dress like that? Why you dress like that? Oh, don't get me started, folks. I say all the time, why do, why do women tat their breasts up? And you got, you got to have it open for somebody to see it. Or it's a waste of a tat. Right? Then when you look at it, they, they want to call you mannish or nasty for looking at their breasts. Mm-hmm. Why you got it out? Amen. <laughs> Hannah, it's going to be a challenge. That's right. Alex, going to what, 10th grade? Oh, the heat gets hotter. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about just high school. It gets hotter. They're doing stuff now in high school, boy, they ain't Man, we would have never imagined. Never. They never had to lock our restrooms because folks having sex in there, you know, during school. Most, most we would do is sneak in, smoke a cigarette in the bathroom or something. That was about it. I ain't had the nerves to do that. I cut class one time my whole 12 years. And I'll never forget that one time I hid in the bathroom. Worst, worst time of my life. <laughs> what do you do for a whole class period in the bathroom? Man, I kept pacing back and forth saying, is it over? <laughs> Every time somebody came in, I'm acting like I'm using the bathroom. Dumbest thing in the world I ever did. 
to my next client. <laughs> but there's pressure. There's pure pressure. Just because our kids show up here on Sunday. Mm. Right. Folks, the real, the real assault comes when they walk out of here. Our young people are dealing with kids who don't know God, Amen. who don't care about God. They only demonstrate and act out what their parents have demonstrated and taught them. Our kids need our support. Amen. Hannah, it's hot in Valdosta. Mm-hmm. Keep your clothes on, keep them modest. Let them talk, let them laugh. Let them talk, let them laugh. You represent Christ. And rest assured, you do right by God, He'll do right by you. But if you don't do right, you're going to be out there on your own. And I promise you, it's some, it's some snake, some rascal out there. Waiting to ruin your life. Waiting to ruin your life. If you don't believe me, ask some sisters in here. They got a testimony for you. They got a testimony for you. You don't don't have to go down that road to believe me. Take wise counsel. Use it. I'm in here right here. Folks, if eagles got that much sense, how much more should we have? Alright. Alright, here she's at. Oh, here she is. Are you going over to the backwoods of Searcy, Arkansas? It's <laughs> <laughs> some old country bum getting over there waiting. <laughs> He's waiting to holler at you. He's waiting to holler at you. Stay focused. We're proud of you. You're you're one of a very few elite young black girls. You do what you're doing. I'm proud of you. I I mean what I say. Me and your daddy might argue about who who you're going to write your first prescription to. (laughs) But but I'm going to fight him over that. (laughs) You're going to feel mine. No. (laughs) But we're proud of you. Let no knucklehead rascal distract you. Don't let no knucklehead guy distract you. I don't care how smooth he talk and what. You're going there on a mission. Amen. Amen. Keep your mission in focus. Amen. Keep your mission in focus. Folks, that's all I have for today. If you're here today and you haven't surrendered your will to Christ, to be baptized for the remission of your sin that you might obtain the gift of that wonderful salvation that comes only through Christ Jesus. I don't know of any reason why you should delay. It makes no sense. Because you don't know where death is and why keep living in jeopardy with your soul. The Bible teaches he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. He that believeth not is going to be damned. Today is your day of salvation. Why don't you take advantage of it?
Bible teaches one must hear, believe, repent, confess, and be baptized and live faithful unto death. That's the beginning of the journey. But we can do it because through Christ we can do all things. Amen. For us who are members of the church, you know what? We can, we can make mistakes and we can, we can dwell in them and we can wallow in them. But you know what? What you need to do is repent of it and get right. If God is willing to forgive and never bring it up again, you know what? You need to take advantage of that offer. If God said he won't bring it up, you know what? He's done with it. I, I, I could care less about what people bring up and say. They don't have a heaven or a hell to put you in. Be concerned about God. Get yourself right with God. Leave here a better person than you did when you arrived. Amen. That's the opportunity you have today. You've got some burdens and some loads you're carrying in your life. Unload it today. Because we serve a God who, who calls for you to cast all your cares upon him. Because he cared for you. Will you do it today? What's our song, Sydney? 198 is our invitation.